everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Something More Comfortable, the Black Velvet Experience. I am your host, the Bowtie Bully himself, Black Velvet. And I am joined today by a very special guest, Miss Parker. She is a poet, she is a host, she is a model. There is not much that she does not do. Miss Parker, say hey to the people. Hey, people, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. How's your week been going? My week is good. My week is good. And I'm here with you, so it can't get no better. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so tell people what you got going on, because, you know, you told me all actually off, you know, off camera or whatever. But, you know, you got books, you got you got albums you put now, you're doing all kind of stuff. So talk to the people. Tell people what you up to. Okay, well, um, I am, like he said, I'm Miss Parker, and my tagline is I'm speaking. And I am a poet, uh, a creator. I am definitely um, a producer. I have uh, two things that I'm most proud of right now, which is the Insomniac Writers Unblocked Pen Party, and we do creative writing in the night where creativity never sleeps. Cause you know, we all don't sleep. We get up with a with a thought process. And so sometimes a lot of creatives don't sleep. So this is a late night um, atmosphere where we can do it. I also have on, and this, I uh, also have an Instagram open mic and it's for the ladies. Um, and that's amazing. Um, it's called Women's Wildcard Wednesday. And I have done two shows on Instagram. One was The Feminine Fire, which was uh, nothing but a bunch of beautiful women who had a feature. I featured seven beautiful women who were amazing. And then I did the Seven Kings, where I had seven kings who came and rocked the house. So I am a creator, a developer, and um, a women's empowerment. I have a women's empowerment company called Size It Up. So I got my hands in a, I got my hands in a lot of stuff. And then I have a, I have a show that I used to do called the Horny Pen Session. And hopefully, it'll be coming back soon when we open up. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in these streets as the as the kids can say. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Um, she has been trying to convince me to uh, give her my fabric, or actually, she wants me to make a dress with the fabric, which she already know that's not gonna happen because um, she's not gonna get me for her cut. You know, I feel some type of way about that, right? Hey, I, 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 I'm like this. You got to pick your battles in life, and you can feel however you feel about it. But unfortunately, it's not going. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and I and I respect that, but I need you to respect how I'm feeling too. So I'm, I'll get through it. I'll get through it. It'll eventually, it'll eventually settle in that it's just not going to happen. But. Yeah. I'm a woman who wants what I want, so I figure I just keep putting it out there, and the universe will give it to me when I when I get it. I I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Um, you know, once once I get a little bit bigger, a little bit, you know, a little, little bit larger, maybe I could, you know, slide you one. Just you know, on the test dummy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Say what happened? Test dummy. <laughs> I don't mind to be a test dummy. Well, this yeah, but you know, you, you, listen. You always got to take care of home first. So that's always first and foremost. And then after home, 
then you start being like, all right, you know what? I try somebody else, try something different. But yeah, you, you got to do home first. I'm sorry. Absolutely. So we go, we just go in on a good note that we're going to still be in love and light with each other. And it's okay that I'm not getting this fabric. You know, it's all good. Exactly. Exactly. That's how we're going to do it. Um, so this episode, um, we've been talking a lot. Um, and actually, I think I will do that poem from before. Um, I, I did it on the very first episode, and I'm just bringing it back again. Um, we've been having conversations about relationships. And, because um, you know, Miss Parker is single. For the people that don't know, Miss Parker is single. And she is out in the L.A. area. She is looking for somebody that is on her level, that is able to connect with her on on uh on her energy level on her vibrational level somebody that can match her and meet her and where she is so you know what i'm saying um so the piece of course is called i want and then we're gonna get into what we get into when we you know our discussion um i want a 1969 type of love passion that feels incredible whether the sun or the moon is above. Fight so hard and then make love till we can't even remember what the argument consists of. I want to spend hours in deep thought figuring what to name my seed. I want to exist as all that you will ever need, make you well when sickness calls and in bed I will feed. I want to take life's cuts for you if the Lord will allow me to bleed. Here, ale come from your lips to get the other letters that succeed. I want to sip the day away, watching the traffic pass. I want you to send me to the store for whatever because I ate the last. Tell me to stop or poke it out further when I tap you on the ass. I want to be blue people. Vow true allegiance in the presence of and under the presence of a steeple. I want you to know from this day forward, I receive you and acknowledge you as my equal. I want to die and come back resurrected and recreate this love even better in the sequel. I want to lay still in the depths of you and shed tears at the beauty of God's craftsmanship. Get right back into the race when it seems like we might slip. I want my heart to thump to your drumbeat. I want you to hear my rim shot and tell me that it sounds so sweet. I want it to be just you and I and a bottle of champagne in our wilderness retreat. I want to hold your world in my arms and partake in the majesty as your lips lay open universes. Once your gaze tickling my vessel as the stage resonates to the planet, my verses hail. I want to be the holder of every last one of your purses. I want to import you into my iTunes and daily play your mellow groove. Be your lullaby and to sleep I will soothe. I want your steps to affect my mood. I want our love cast in bronze and admired by the masses in the halls of the Louvre. I want to love deeper, longer, higher, stronger than all obstacles we may go through. But for all that I want, I need love. And I need, baby, I need, I need you. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. That's that type of love I'm looking for. Right. And that, you know what? And that was the very first question that I wanted to ask you is 
when when you think of a 1969 type of love, what what stands out for you? What does it say to your spirit when you hear that that term a 1969 type of love? I think of courting. That's the first thing that comes to mind is courting. Okay. Um, our men back then knew how to court. Not to say that, you know, everybody, there was an end game. Everybody has an end game. And, but, every, you know, for me to feel like men think different than they did then, the way they operated was different. And um, opening doors, um, being a gentleman, I think of actually wondering what it is that's going to make her happy. And, and vice versa, because I'm on the other spectrum of that. What's gonna make her happy? And like this thing now, Netflix and chill, when, when brothers came over to your house, they came over to your house to really engage with you in a movie, to have fun. They didn't have the expectation if they got it or if they didn't get it, they were like, I hope I get it. Right, right. I hope I get it. But they didn't come blank. The, the, the crassness of, of today's dating, they didn't come in here saying, oh, we fucking, you know? Right, right. They, they came in with getting to know you and creating a connection. And if that connection paid off in a way, then they were excited. So the 1969 love was listening to types of music that stimulated that type of thinking. Got you. And so um, I just think they loved different. I think they loved harder. Uh, they were open to love and it wasn't what I could give from you and take from you. Um, and rob you of, and, mm, okay. you know, and so therefore it was, let's do this together. Let's engage in this together. Now it's like, I'm here to, I'm here to get mine. Um, you better hurry up and get yours. Um, <laughs> if you get it at all, <laughs> if you get it at all, if you didn't get it, it's your fault. Right. It's your fault. You didn't get it. It's your fault that you didn't get it. Not that you, not that you clocked in on a job and spent five minutes there and went home and, and <laughs> <laughs> you spent five minutes on there. See, I feel like I tell my girlfriends, I want a man to treat me like he treats me his career. And, and, and my girlfriends are like, if you don't write that poem, I don't know what to tell you. So it's on your podcast for the very first time. Um, but I want a man, because if you think about a man who's in his career, he really cares about that career. Right. He stays late. Right. He does extra stuff. If he's trying yeah. to climb the ladder, he taking out the trash at Love the him. office. Yes. And he's coffee. He's taking the coffee to his boss. He's doing whatever he needs to do to secure his position. Right. And I feel like men today in this atmosphere, not to say all men, they right. don't secure their position or they don't even care to have a position because it's the quick. It is the fast food syndrome. Yeah. And we sat down in the 1969s and even though i was born a year after i know that love because i watched it right so yeah okay listen hey it don't get no better than that that answer was probably as good as this gonna get you know what i'm saying it um i because i know why i wrote it i know i wrote it because um and it was funny it was it was i was like i said 22 23 years old and somebody that I have never ever met in this life. Like I have never physically met this person, um, met them online. She was an older lady. I think she was like, at the time, like 42, 
at the time when I was like 23, but the connection was just like, it was there. And so, and it, and it was the conversations that we had is actually what wrote the poem. So it was things that we clowned about and laughed about and talked about that then created that poem. And it was like, like the fact that you sending me to the store for whatever, cause I ate the last of it. Right. And me not caring. You know what I mean? And me, what? So actually I grew up, my dad used to call me. Now, mind you, think about this now. This is not the cell phone age. This is not the cell phone time. This is the, the 80s and the 90s. And so I'm not even sure how he was doing that. I'm assuming he was stopping somewhere. Clearly, he was either stopping somewhere or before he left work, he was calling my mom and saying, hey, before I even get to the house, is there anything that you need from me? Do you need me to go stop and pick something up before I even get to the house? So then that way, it's not a, I got home, I'm tired, and now you're sending me back out again. I'm thinking before I ever even get home, hey, what do you, I, I just worked a full day, but what do you need of me yeah, before yeah. I get home? And, you know, I think that's, that is, you're you going to hear me say what's sexy and what's, I think that's sexy. Right. I think that's, that's sexy because it's like, because no doubt your mama was thinking about what she needed to do pro to provide for him when he came home. Right. So they were in exchange of services. Right. And when, you know, they were in exchange of services in exchange of love. Um, and so exchange of energy. And so I think that's sexy when a man calls you and says, what do you need? Because I know what I bring to the table. Right. And I know that I'm coming correct because I'm watching. And as, as a people person, I watch. I don't watch for your mouth to move. I watch to see the rest of how your body reacts to whatever I am giving. You don't need to, you don't, and I'm a poet, but I don't need your words. I just need to be observant of who you are and what you enjoy and what you like. Listen, because everything that I say is fly. Or because it, first of all, that's the other thing. Generally, the things that come out of our mouth are not always what it really is that moves us. Many times, it's the thing that you not even, you're not even vocalizing it. You're just like noticing it, eyes brighten, but you don't say nothing about it. You're just like, hmm, okay. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's that. It's really truly, truly being observant. Or if a person is telling you, because again, for me, I, there's a note section. You know, when you have a contact, there's a note section for a reason. And I, if I go in my note sections right now under my lady's name, things she has said to me that I really, oh, that's her favorite color. Bop, I'm gonna put that on in there. Cause again, I'm human. I may forget it, but if it's in, in her, in the notes, you can't forget that. I'm gonna make sure, okay, boom. All right, her favorite color is that. Her favorite animal is this. Her favorite play is this. Her favorite musical is this. <laughs> Who wouldn't want, who wouldn't want a studious man? Who wouldn't want a studious person? Right. And I think that 
that's where the work we're talking about the work in being in relationships it's cute to tell people what you want and what your expectations are it's cute for me to say um listen i sure like spaghetti or he say to me i sure like spaghetti and i just act like that fell on deaf ears right and i got cape and i've got the capability to whip up a mean spaghetti I think that we get so caught up in this day in what we want that we don't as our lovers or as our friends, what they want. And it's an even exchange. And when you say that to me, you took notes. I was like, okay, now, now I'm taking notes. If my man ain't taking notes, then I got this might be a problem because we don't listen. I'm getting older. So if it ain't in, if it ain't in the calendar and it ain't in the notebook, I, I didn't forgot it. Exactly. And, and it's and, and even though I am pretty good, like I can remember my my credit card number. I remember my social, um, my military ID. It has a different uh, number back. I can remember these things. But again, with the hustle and bustle of life, it, it doesn't even require age. Just there's so many other things that may be going on. But I don't ever want those things to become bigger than you. And so I don't write notes about, I I try not to even think about, I had a bad day at work, but I make sure that I put down notes of what you are. I need to know, okay, what is it that I'm supposed to do? What is it that she likes? What is it? And I'm not always perfect at it. Even, even with all of that, I'm not perfect at it, but, um, and we had the conversation off screen. It's like, cause Valentine's day is coming up. And I don't get to have time with my woman all the time. But the fact that for me, it's like I am researching before I get there. It's like because there's more to 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 being intimate than just sex. I I don't think the people in the back heard you. (laughs) So just in case they didn't hear you, I'm just going to need you to repeat that just for a second. There is more to being intimate than just sex. And, and ultimately, there is more to sex because that was part of the conversation. And I, I told you I was going to remember and, and put down some notes and stuff to make sure that we got into it. Because but listen, y'all, the conversation offline was like we was going in was like, man, we should have been recording this. But, you know, when the spirit move is moving. But it's like it's understanding that foreplay is bigger than just, you know, oh, it's, it's more than just erogenous zones. It's, it's paying attention to the moments and the things that don't draw attention because there are so many parts of the body that don't really get attention because they're not the, the erogenous zones, but it's like, sometimes they just want to be touched there. Sometimes it's just removing things from from her mind that are that is blocking her energy or her her ability to release energy. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's part of what sex is. It is a connecting of energies and then it is a releasing of that energy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's important to to know, again, I was a nurse's assistant when I was a little younger. Right, right, right. Um, I've seen enough vaginal areas 
to, to last me a lifetime. That it, there's only one way you can put a male part into a female part. Right. That's it. There's only one way. Right. It's a mechanical thing. When we when we think about it and equate it to cars, every right. car has an engine. Every car has a gas pedal. Right. But the way you roll in that car and the destination you're going in right. is, is what makes the experience what the experience is. Because a parked car does not look sexy unless you polish it and do all of those things. But when you get it on the road, Right. When you put the miles on it and the scenery is there, that's just like the intimacy of intimate intimacy of sex. It's like when we're talking of when we're in our writing class, we talk about the tapestry where the walls sweating in the room. Like right. you know, is anybody talking about it? Are the walls sweating in the room? Is there a miss? Your pheromones mixed with my pheromones, if we put it in a bottle, it would send people crazy. Right. Type of Right. But we are so connected into the basic of it all, the mechanic of it all, right. the what can I get out of it, of it all, that we've lost sense of the journey. Mm. So part of that, and, and, and I don't like in, interrupting, but what you just said, said something. We focus so much on getting what we can get out of it, that if if we actually paid any attention and, and put a little bit more effort into it, we would get so much more out of it than just a nut. Absolutely. And, and it's like the best lovers that you could ever have is when they imprint themselves on, on your cerebellum. Like when, when you get, I'm at work and I'm having aftershocks. Somebody say something. I'm at work and I'm like, oh, right. like, and they're like, are you okay? And you just giggle because you just had a moment. Right. You can't get that from effing. You can't. Right. You know, <laughs> as good as it can get in the mechanics of it, yes. when someone when someone saturates on your cerebellum, it's a whole nother ball game. Right. And you remember, and uh, and and those are those are experiences. When people can recall in their childhood their favorite ice cream, what it tasted like, and what it is, it is it ice cream is ice cream, right? But the experience of it was is what what touches it. It's what's memorable. It's what's etched right. into your memory. Right. There are people who have. Um, dimension right looking back to a time they can't remember what's happening now they right. can't remember they may not even remember you but then there are moments that they remember right so i want to be i want to be a man's moment when he has dementia that he remembers me and what i've done mm. you know so that is that's where we we that's what we've lost right you know, that's what we've lost. I, I jokingly talk to my friends. There is a, there's a church on every corner. There's a liquor store on every corner. There's a gym on every, every corner. And people have started doing sex as a form of exercise. And I ain't mad at you, <laughs> but I'm not mad if that's what you do. But sex was never designed to be, it. that's exercises in it. 
Right. But it was never designed to be just to get off. It was right. never designed just right. to get off. Right. Um, and it's funny because um, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the notes and stuff I wrote down earlier. And it's in the, the, the comment that you made about when he has dementia, but he still remembers me. Um, it's the, the, the line you said earlier. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna write that. I'm gonna make sure I, I, I get that in here. Um, is most people wish upon a star, but we fuck on one. And I'm like, listen, huh? Listen. And, and the reason why, and, and so the reason why that, that, that line even came up was that in the middle, in the midst of our conversation, because, because again, what I was studying, um, and now that I was explaining what I was studying is, um, tantric massage it's because it's the it's the game before the game so like you know how when the with the super bowl the, the football game may start at seven but for four hours we're listening to <laughs> to troy aikman and all these other people talk about football and and every angle inside all that it's it's all that. It's the pregame. It's the it's the the pregame before the pregame for before the pregame. And it's like there are so many things. And it's like because at the end of the day, that's it. It's 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 wanting to have an experience that isn't just, oh man, I came and it was it was a powerful one. No, it's like I want our our spirits to be so interconnected. What did you say? Oh, because you were telling me a story. And it's like, you said we teleported. Yes. So the room, the room gets thick with the essence of you. Right. The essence of us. The room gets so thick. And when we are in this moment, nothing's, nothing, what, what she say, nothing even matters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. In this moment, it's just you and I. I'm connected to your oxygen, you're connected to mine. Right. And we have left the building, we have left Earth, and we portal to another galaxy. Right. Where we're looking down, where we where we don't even care to look down on what everybody else is doing. And oh. so this the intimate of it, the way it smells, the way, the way it feels when you engage all of your senses, hearing, touch, smell, and taste. Right. You know, all of those five senses that we do, and I probably only did four, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but trust me, in that moment, I'm I'm trying to do it all. I'm I'm trying to go cellular, you know. Right. I'm trying to get into the bloodstream. That's the way intimacy is supposed to be fed to each other. Right. And so when I said in those moments, in the deepest connection you get, everybody's talking about, I'm wishing upon a star, but we fucking on one. Like, right. who can get there? Who right. can you who get can, there? So um, in, in looking at all of the, the, the massages, all the different techniques and the different things that they say, one of the biggest things that I got out of all of it was two things. Almost everything that they said and everything that they told you to do and every uh, position and massage and, and 
no matter where it started at, all of them end at the spine. Almost all of them, especially when you're doing the back, obviously when you're doing the front, you're not really concerned with the spine the same way, but everything on the back, it's like bringing it all back to center. All of it, if I start on the buttocks, if I start on the thighs, I am trying to bring all of the, the energy in everything I'm doing and touching you back to the spine, to, to that central place. Cause obviously that's essentially all we are. All the rest of this is just meat and bones, but who we are and how we exist is really just in that, in that middle, in that spine, in our brain. The rest of it is again, just the surrounding of that, but that's who, that's where we exist at. So it's like, it starts there. But then the second thing that seemed to come out every single time was that most of it, um, when it, when it's telling, trying to get you to just relax and be connected is eye contact. It's not, it's not touching them in a certain way. Um, well, it, it is, but it isn't. It's, it's like, no matter what you're doing physically, do not disconnect your eyes from one another. So as we're moving around, I should be in your soul. I should be looking you into your soul. Absolutely. And it's, and it's I mean, when you think about that, it's like, because I have a 1969 and it, and again, I don't know why that number popped into my head when I started writing it. It just was where my brain went. But um, it, it just is one of those things where it's like, I want to be connected to you in every way, not just, well, we're married and, you know, we, did, we, we have gotten a piece of paper or we've done whatever it was that the world said we needed to do in order for us to be unified. It's I want what what God intended it to mean, where I'm, I'm I become yours and you become mine, and and it's like and it's just one thing. It's not, you know, it's it's not. I'm still my individual self, trying to, yeah. And and I think that we have divided ourselves so much that we don't really know what connection really yeah. truly means because people don't get lost in each other you get found in each other mm. when you are really connected you know because i've had my moments where i say i lost myself well that person wasn't for me because i lost myself right a person who really is connected to you who is on the same vibrations as you helps you find yourself right and so for me, um, for me, and all of this is the, you know, not book knowledge, but soul knowledge. Amen. Amen. Right, right, um, right, right. For me, sex has never been about sex. For me, intimacy is so much more. You know, there are, <laughs> you're going to post this, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna post it. <laughs> About to get real transparent. There was a young man that had no clue to how much he turned me on when we we met each other online um, and we dated for a second. So we did that bi coastal thing. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. He came here. I went there. But when he came here, he said, "Let's go to a park." 
Now he don't know that a park is something. I was like, peanut butter jelly picnics, I'm cool with it, you know? But we got there, he put out the, he put out the blanket and he was like, come here, lay down and lay on my, lay on my, lay on my lap. And he played in my hair and he, he read to me. Now he don't know that (laughs) on my list of things. Right, right. Is that I want a man to play in my hair and I want him to read to me. He don't know this. So guess what? That became more sexy than, and we've had, we had great intimate moments, but that became one of the highlights of what I remembered. Like, right. to not have to ask you for what I want. I know women do that a lot, but when a, when, when a, but I know men have it too. When a woman does something that you never asked for, that you have desired, that blow your hair back. If you ain't got no hair, it's yeah. going to add some, it's going to add some extra oil onto your scalp. It, your, your, your scalp is about to get saturated. You right. know, you thought you were only going to have a climax, but now your head, now you got these oils in the top of your, in the top of your scalp because it's like, I never had to ask. Right. You never had to, to verbalize. You can just hear me. Connection. Right. Connection. And he may not even know to the magnitude of what that did for me. But what it did for me was that you tuned in and you don't even know you tapped in. Right. So, you know, you too busy trying to tap that you didn't tapped in. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like right. You, you out here tapping on uh, the exterior that you ain't never dealt, dealt with the interior. And if we all know something, it's cute to walk into a home where everything is pretty. You got great paint on the walls. You got uh, these new carpets, but the foundation is broken. Mm. The foundation is broken. It looked good, but the foundation is tore up. And so when a plumber go in, they go into the pipes. And it could be double entendre right here. <laughs> but they not... When they go to go fix something, they're not looking at them. They're going to tear the floorboards up. So if your foundation in your relationship or in your your intimate moments is messed up, it don't matter how good it looked in the five minutes that you got off with, you ain't got nothing. You still feel empty. Right. Right. Listen, and and like I said, that in doing research, because again, I've been... Because again, we had we had a, a lot of this conversation, and it's trying to. Because really, what we're doing right now is trying to rehash the conversations that we had already had. But um, that's why I have been researching pretty much most of my life because I realize there are so many things about even the physical that we tend to like overlook. We we tend to. Like you said, I, I'm I'm trying to tap, but I'm not tapped in, and that's why. Because um, there's a meme out there that they put out all the time, where it's like, you know, rather than trying to have a thousand women, if you put all your energy into having one woman, but it's real. If I focused all of my, all of my energy that I would focus to trying to tell you what you wanted to hear and tell her what she wanted to hear and tell this one and that one, and if I focus all of that energy 
all of my physical, all of my mental, all of my spiritual, everything into researching and understanding and finding a way to always make sure that you know it ends and it starts and ends with you. It's watered down. It's, it's you, you know, that's just like taking, um, going to a bar and having somebody give you these great shots. Right. And I, I don't drink, but I'm using this metaphor anyway. A true person who learn, who knows the taste of vodka knows when it's watered down. Right. A true person who has had um, a certain kind of alcohol knows when it's watered down. A true person who smokes weed knows when you didn't put in whatever you didn't put in. So a true connoisseur of intimacy and, and work knows when you watering the shit down. Right. And so with that being said, is that we don't hold the same standards for our intimacy that we hold for making our money. We don't hold the same intimacy that we that we do when we do to, when we go to a job that we can't stand, but we given our all. But you come to the house where you said I do. You said I want to make a home with this woman, or even if you haven't said I do, but you have connected for three to five years, and um, you said all of these things, but you bring in and a woman. Let's let's I'm a, I'm gonna be honest to that with that too. But you bring in this this um, C rated uh, C, not even a B rated. You bring in this C rated. Should I have gone down in the in the in the in the alphabet a little lower? I mean, maybe F rated. You got this fuck you mentality. Basically. Now I don't I don't want that. Yeah. And and eventually that's going to have a toll on our relationship. I know when you're watering it down. I've had your best. I know when you were engaged and when you weren't. And that's why women and men know when things have changed. When I'm when you're not putting in the work. Mm -hmm. Just like when you go to the gym, you go three days a week. We know my body knows that my body, when I miss a day, my body knows I missed a day. Right. So if my body and your body have been connected and I gave you my all and I spiritually connected with you, I know, nigga, when you didn't miss the a day at the gym. Right. And the day at the gym is the gym of Miss Parker. Right. But listen. And the day at the gym is for you. You know, men know it too. Right. Oh, yeah. No. Listen, I, I am very very quick to be able to be like, Hey, whoa, 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 what's going on? What's happening? What, 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 what are we doing? And, Oh, and you know what? Cause you were talking and, and again, always listening because which is even more funny. Cause I, I feel like since we're talking about relationships, most people don't realize that if you actually listened to listen, as opposed to listen to respond, you might actually find the right thing to say, because now it's like, I'm actually absorbing what she's saying to me. So now that I've, I'm hearing what she's saying, other things that we've talked about, I can bring that in and be like, because earlier we were talking about, um, we were talking about um, the church. Cause, cause again, Miss Parker was not, is, is not like, you know, I like, I was raised in the church. I did Bible. I, I did 
book reports. I did book biblical book reports where I, I so I grew up in church. I grew up reading the Bible. And so I I pour out what was poured in. So what's in my fountain is what I pour out. And but we were having a conversation that the church does not because going back the the massage that we that we were talking about the indians like all that stuff when it came to like sexual like connection and spiritual part of it too indians very much like focused on that and and wrote a whole book it's called the kama sutra it's a really big book but it think about that they wrote a whole book focusing on just that and what i was talking to her about earlier was that the bible doesn't tell you all of that stuff it just says what you're supposed to do but it doesn't give you all of those that extra right. it's like sometimes you have to go outside of what you you think you know but there was a there's a verse and i have it in my notes because what she was just saying is you in in the verse it says it's first corinthians 7 and 5 it says defraud and this is i think the amplified version or whatever but it's like defraud no this is the king james defraud ye not the one the other now mind you this is talking about marriage defraud ye one or not ye not one the other unless it be with the consent for a time only that you may give yourselves for fasting and prayer and come together again that satan tempt you not through your lack of self-restraint. Now, when you were just talking, you were saying, yo, uh, you go to the gym, if you, if you miss a day, your body notices it. And you are defrauding your body of, the, of that feeling of working out. Your body's like, hey, wait a minute. Like, if you stay away from cardio too long, cardio will let you know, like, uh-uh. We don't got a good relationship no more because, huh? Or you thought you was going up these stairs without <laughs> without catching it, without having your breath? You thought, oh, well, I'm going to snatch it from you because you ain't been doing this type of work. Listen, and so not just in a physical, because in this verse, it is talking about a physical, the physicalness, you know, the, the physical bond between a husband and wife, basically saying, do not not have sex for a super long time because because you will be tempted through your lack of self-restraint because a, a, a month is cool a couple months and and we know life gets to moving but at some point you really need to focus on connecting physically but it's every other part of the relationship too you are defrauding me yeah. you are not giving me um as one of my love languages besides physical touch is quality time quality not quantity quality right so quality isn't quality isn't i need four hours a a, a four-hour block of your time broken out every day and i know we got kids and i know you got work and i got work too no it's saying give me 15 good minutes this 15 out of 24 hours, you give it to that TV show, and that TV show is not going to love you back. Right. And listen, work. Oh, you, 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 
you running and, and doing everything you can for your boss and they not going to love you like I love you. Right. So but there and, and with you saying that we have a tendency to take the people we love for granted because we've already experienced the love. Right. And so we feel like if this love is supposed to be unconditional, I love is unconditional with conditions. Right. You know, if this love is supposed to be unconditional, you're supposed to take my bad behavior. And I'm like, why? And why would you want to give your bad behavior to somebody who will have your back? You know? You won't give it to your, to your job because you know they will fire you. Right. They will fire you. You're not going to give it to anyone else because you know that there are repercussions for it, but you do not demand the same repercussions from the, you don't think the same repercussions will come to you because of your loved one. Right. So you bend, you bend um, the boundaries, you bend the boundaries. Right. You, and, and so when you bend the boundaries and you bend them so much, they will break. Yes. They will break. And that's, and I'm, I'm not a married person, but it just, and it doesn't have to be that. I mean, just in regular relationships, um, that's why the do on the others as you'd have them do on the you is so important. These kind of conversations happen because of that. Like you coming home complaining about what he or she did to you, baby, you know what happened to me at work? Oh, really? Yeah. But yet you're complaining about taking out the trash. Right. Or you're complaining about you're complaining about why you got to take out the trash, or why she's has anxiety about you not taking out the trash, or why he has anxiety about you it going into two weeks and I ain't had a home cooked meal. Right. But you started flaunting the home cooked meals to me. Mm. You know you got my taste buds on automaticity for your food. Right. And now you're telling me you can't find the time. Mm. trash takes to take out to a trash can't take you more than two minutes and you can't so when women start complaining about things like that they're they've already digested in their head they've already processed in their heads this is a two-minute situation you ain't got two minutes Jimmy. but the video game but the video game got you for four hours it got you for four to six hours right but I can't get you to take out the trash or I can't get you to do a date night with me. And this is you. And I know you need time to check out. Everybody needs time to check out you. But at what point do you, but you don't want me to check out. Mm. So now you're holding me to a standard that you ain't even have for yourself. Right. And then, and then, which I find weird. So like I go, mind you, I'm not with my lady right now. She is in North Carolina. I'm here in St. Louis. I'm, I'm working all the time. Like I just had an interview today trying to get back to the East coast, trying to get my family in one space. But the funny thing of it is, is that even here by myself, I don't go nowhere. I mean, I, the only place I really go to is hit the cigar bar, which is right around the corner. And the only reason I go there is because smoking inside the house 
leaves a, a cigar smell and smoking in the car, the exact same issue. And it's cold outside because otherwise I would just go out on my when it was summertime, I went out on my back, you know, patio and I got my drink and my cigar and I would hang out out there. It's like I don't ever see a day where I don't want to go be with my family. I saw y'all for eight hours. I don't want to go have a drink with y'all after this. I want to go see my family. My woman, my woman needs me as much as I need her. And I'm right. not proud, too proud to say that I need her. Right. Now, mind you, I'm 39 years old. It took me a long time to get to that place with anyone right. to be able to accept that I need you. Right. Just the same way that I, that I know you need me. And so I need to be focused and thinking all the time how do I, how do I feel the need? And I think that we, we've gotten away from the word need in here because we're like, I don't need you. I want you. Right. We've gotten into there and there's, there's room for that too. However, who doesn't want to feel needed? You know, who doesn't, when men don't have a need, they feel incomplete. When a woman doesn't feel like she's needed, it's still an incompletion. And not to say that I need you and I become needy. Right, because there's a difference. You know, um, but hey, and if I cannot need you, then, then that's where this thing comes from. What do I need you for? If I can't get you to take out the trash and I gotta go take out the trash, what do I need you for? Right. My legs carry that out too, but if you're relieving me of something, then what do you, if, if you're relieving me of something, th there's a relief happening. That means that my mind is being open. Like when a man goes, if a woman has got, baby, um, I got to go somewhere tonight. And he comes home, he just came from home from work and his clothes are late. What did you want to do? What did you want to wear? And his clothes are already laid out and he's rushing in to go get dressed. He got to go take a bath. Now he got to pull all his clothes out. That's not her dressing you. That's her feeling. That's help being respectful of the time that she wants you to make it there on time. Right. Or she wants you to make it there on time. So I decided to take this moment to pull all of this stuff out for you. I knew you had to do it. Not that I'm dressing you. Right. But I'm assisting you. But she has the history. If we're talking about a corporate man, yeah, you'll let your assistant <laughs> at your job do all of those things and have no kind of qualms about it. Right. But if your woman chooses to do that, if you are small minded man, you're like, why are you trying to dress me? Or why are you trying to do this? Or why are you trying to do that? Uh, if a woman is like, did I ask you to pull out that? That's but you hired somebody to assist you, but now you got somebody who's doing it because they're connected to you and they love you. Right. And I, and I know, hold on. Not only does, cause I, 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 it has not been a situation that has presented itself, but I am almost certain that my woman right now, if I needed to go somewhere based on that place that I need to go, she could put my clothes out and 
And I know her, she's probably going to second guess herself and put out a second thing. But either way, I'm going to be like, oh, man, baby, I, I man, because because, again, that is a stressor because what we were talking about earlier, being intimate is you one being able to see into who I am and what I need before I need it to the point of if we get to a place where it's like, because again, we want time. I haven't seen you. You don't give me enough time. The more you take off of each other's mind and off of each other's plate and all the stresses that you take off of one another, when you do meet, it makes it so much easier to then release because you aren't still holding on to all the things that you need to do in your mind. You're, oh, I can, I, I can put that down. I don't even got to think about that. Oh, hey, how you doing? Hey. And there's some people who will monopolize off that. They won't, they'll, they'll do like what they say, you cast pearls before swine. They won't yeah. even recognize the little things until they're gone. Right, and then you'll be like, man, man. She used to take the crust off my bread. She know I don't like the crust on my bread. Right. She made that just right for me. He used to, when I'd come home, he used to have the bath water running, you know? I won't even get into that. We ain't gonna talk about that. That'll have to be another talk show about <laughs> bath waters and all that. <laughs> You know what's funny? It's in it, in it, and I realized that life has life has changed me because there was a time when I was like that. Where and and I've and I'm getting back there. Obviously, again, we haven't been in the same place for me to be able to do that consistently. Um, but yeah, it's to I, I thought about those things. It's like, let me run your bath water. Um like I I can't remember that was when we were recording or before we were recording, but the, my dad, you know, no, that was while we were recording. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like my dad calling my mom and saying, Hey, what? Cause then that takes food off of her mind. I don't even got to get food. You already, you already took that off my mind. So now I ain't got to worry about feeding these kids. That's one less thing. That's yeah. It's come on now. Let's, yeah. And it, and like you said, when it's gone, then it's like, I, I remember my mom said something to me that has stuck with me. She says a lot and I, and it sticks with me for the rest of my life. Uh, it was when my dad died because we, they had been together for 19 years. So wow. my dad died in 2000. Obviously I was 19. Oh, Do the math on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and and we are actually coming up on uh, uh Scorpio conceivement day aka uh Valentine's Day. <laughs> if you do the math, Valentine's Day creates Scorpios. Just saying. Anyway, uh <laughs> but but he said to me, she said all of that time and all of that stuff coming to just a check because at that point that's the only thing it's checks coming in the mail from insurance and all that different stuff but it's like 
yeah, it's all the little stuff that they did. You miss it. And they don't have to physically die. All these things go away because you didn't pay that much attention to them. It was like, eh, whatever. But it's like, no, it's, that's important. And I, I think uh, uh, I think it was two people that told me, you set each other up. If you really love somebody, you set each other up for greatness and never failure. Nice. So when you go into a relationship with a prenup, and I'm not I'm not against them, right, right. But when you go into a pre or in this day, everybody's like, well, if it don't work out, we'll just get a divorce. I don't think that 1969 love ever had that intention of what well, if this don't work. They was like, no, this got to work. This is has to work. This, I don't this. have an option. They never gave. We have op, We have given ourselves so much options that we have opted ourselves out of our options. Ooh. Yeah. Listen, that. And we don't make choices anymore now. I mean, have you ever gone to a restaurant? Cheesecake Factory, let's just go there. I don't know if everybody got one. Make you so big, you don't even know what to get. You don't even know what to get. You can't even make a decision. You walked in with a decision and then you had all of this placed in front of you. Now you don't have no decision. And I think that we've done that to ourselves mm. in, 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 in this um, way that we live now. Right. Go ahead. No, because I... Because, because only because, again, like I said, absorbing what you just said about the Cheesecake Factory and our options and all that, going back to Cheesecake Factory, there are certain things. So not only have we, we opted out because we have so many options, we have lost our principles. Because if I live by certain principles, like, okay, perfect example, Cheesecake Factory got all kinds of stuff. Drew does not eat seafood like that so therefore that takes a whole portion of the menu and all those options away so now i have less and the more i don't just i can do whatever i can go wherever i can be whatever the more you 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 tune in to this is what it is that i am this is what i'm willing to accept and this is i'm not going nowhere so What's what's it gonna be? It becomes you become laser focused on certain things, and everything has its place. There's right. there's places for options. Yes. There's places for laser being focused, and the discernment is where you have to cut it in the middle. You that's where that's where you find it is where the discernment is. Right. But you there are times to have options. But then yeah, there's times to, I mean, they say a jack of uh, all trades, a master of none. So a person who learns, and, and we, we as creatives, we have that problem real bad because we can be good at everything. Right. But however, once you have gone in and you've done the work, then you can move to something else. But within a relationship, once you've done the work, now it's time to be fun with it. That's where you get to play in it, you know? Is that here we are, my sisters and her husband are a prime example with this. They have been focused on working for getting a house. They've had their ups and downs, you know? But they have 
now they've, they've gotten their foundation solid. So now everything is fun. I know you now. Like, I don't have to do the guessing. In, in, in courting, you have the guessing game. Does she like this? Does he like that? What is this? What's that? But when you start getting seasoned, mm. when you start, that's just like, you can make a good meal. And if you're not, a, if you're a vegetarian, this may not, you may not catch this, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Cause the chef can do what a chef does. When you add the seasonings to something, it's the resting part. It's when you get the meat and you let it sit for three days in that, in that season, just like spaghetti. Spaghetti tastes good the first day, but let it sit in that refrigerator for a couple of days. Let it sit there. And all of those seasons uh, marinate. You got something different. I know being in a relationship, I didn't have to question or ask him what he liked because we had done all the stumbling. We had done all of the um, the investigation work, but now we now we know. But the knowing doesn't come until you get to the work. Mm. If you know you're constantly having one night stands, you may hit and miss your target. But when you have based yourself into, seasoned yourself into set it and let it rest and let it marinate it into. Now that's that good eating. Because McDonald's will get you fed. It'll stop you from being full. But I ain't never had nobody tell me that they spent 10 minutes eating a McDonald's burger. Man. I, but, with, but when you cook and you open it up and you slicing something that somebody gave, baby, this is good. And another note hit you. And another note hit you. And then you like, you the first was like, oh, this is good. Oh, oh my God. Oh, you hitting all parts of your taste buds. Come on, like, I'm, 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 I'm you know, I, I'm a thick girl. You know, I'm gonna go with the food in a minute. <laughs> hey, I, listen, I, I'm not the biggest dude in the world, but listen, I can remember places that I have been in this world by the food that I ate there. Yeah. So, so if you can bend, if you can remember places by the food that you ate, then you can remember places by the times that you've had intimate moments too. Right. And you're like, dang, we did that. Right. Baby, yeah. do you remember in Cabo or baby, do you remember the backseat of the car in 1969? Right. <laughs> Listen, it's funny um, that you um, that you brought up food because um, I have a friend in D.C. that is like called me and basically, long story short, has two men, one known for two years, one they've known for like 15. And they're they're basically and, and the way that I explained to her what she is doing, I said, okay, so Chinese food. St. Louis, which I'm not sure why, cooks their Chinese food differently than the rest of the country. They mm. are like world renowned specifically for their Chinese food, having a better taste than most Chinese food in the country. And we're talking, we're not talking, you know, 
you know, uh, fogo de child type places. We just talking like regular Chinese restaurants, you know, hey, let me get the combo, $7.95 combo, like that, that kind of place, right? But I said, this is the thing. Because the two men are, are doing different things. But I said, watch this. I said, you can get the Chinese food out in California or in D.C. or wherever, right? Or you can get the one in St. Louis. And again, it's world-renowned. But at the end of the day, Chinese food does what Chinese food does. It fills you up for a moment. And within two hours, you're like, where did it go? And so it is, we have gotten and conditioned ourselves for fast food. Yeah. Fast food relationships. Fast food, fast ass. Yeah. And it's like, and it's quick. Everything is, let's go, go. But like you said, when it, when it, because I I don't think, I, I don't think at the time my lady had ever had stuffed shelves. But she had a play and she needed to go uh, rehearse. And so I was like, listen, you, you're not I'm not allowing you to go eat that garbage. I'm going to make you something and then you can eat and then you can leave. And, and then that way you won't be starving there, but you also won't your stomach won't be all jacked up from that garbage that you just ate. And like you said, it was like she was like. And, and it and it pauses you when you eat good. It it pauses you when you eat good. It pauses you. Um, like I, I want to say probably the best kisses that I, I get is obviously because we miss each other, but we stand in the doorway for like 10 minutes and and don't even <laughs> they 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 not it's not sexy kisses, it's not, it is literally just do you know how much I miss you. Right. Do you know how much I miss the very existence of you in my space? But that doesn't come. You will never get those type of kisses when y'all just fucking. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you're in your, because you're going to catch feelings and then you're going to be playing in your head like, well, I really shouldn't catch feelings because we said we wasn't going to catch feelings at the beginning. And now you're doing all this foolishness where I got to do none of that. Right. Like you said, I could just marinate in it. Just, mm. You can slip into something more comfortable. Right. Listen, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen, is that that right there is is it. It's and that is what. That was what the, the reason for the podcast is the reason for the book is to, to give a safe space to talk about whatever in relationships, because everybody doesn't want a good relationship. That's one thing we need to remember. Everybody and everybody doesn't need to have it, that. But the people that want it should have a space in the, in the midst of all this garbage that you can find everywhere and anywhere, it's like there should be a safe space to be like, yo, I need that. I want something comfortable. And that's why it's important to at least be on the same page because that's mm-hmm. where the feelings get hurt. 
that's where people get hurt because they want to give you what they want to present to you what they think you want without asking you what you want and for the whole purpose of conquering and having it so the misleading is there oh yeah i want that no that's not what you want but then sometimes they just don't know that's not what they want because they haven't done the work on themselves so exactly um you know another funny thing but it sounds good i want a great relationship it's easy to say you want a great relationship but you don't want to work for it listen i want six-pack abs come on (laughs) Listen, I want, I'm on, I want my waistline to be just a little bit more, but Listen. am I going to get up and do it is the question. Am I going to work for it? Hey, am I going, am I going to put it in or am I just going to keep complaining and then eating this ice cream, complaining about the waistline that I don't have yeah. while doing the thing that is keeping me from having the thing that I wanted in the first place? It is. I'm sorry. I just, I was like, okay, we're going to make sure that uh, I, I was like, you know, Miss Parker, next time, make sure that your phone is still on silent. Oh, they, yeah, you, <laughs> you can't. Yeah, no, no I, it is, it, you got to be able to do, it's still, um, you still got to do the work. And I know I don't have a six pack because I ain't doing six pack work. Right. And <laughs> I, it, know, I know that these flat of stairs is still difficult because I ain't been doing my 30 minute workout. <laughs> But you know, the other funny thing is it's if, if that's what you want, be able to say that that's what you want. Right. But if you're not there yet, if you're, because again, there are tons of people that have not gotten to, they want six pack abs. They haven't gotten to that place where it really, you know, I really, really want to put the work in. Be okay with the fact, the same thing with the relationships. If, if that's not really where you are, just say that ain't where you are. Say that. The, the, the trouble. I, I remember somebody told me this, and I, I took this and ran with it. Somebody in my younger years. Game, true game is not having any game. And so if I just lay it out on the line with you, it's like, hey, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not looking for any of these things. If you're with it, you're with it. If you're not with it, don't try to pull me into something I'm not with. Give me the game. Let me know the game that you that you want to play. I'm not gonna sit on a checkers on a checkers game when I want to play chess. <laughs> and, and then trying to move the the checker pieces like their chess piece. <laughs> Say it for the people in the back that may not have heard what you just said. Listen. <laughs> If, if, if you want to play chess, go find a chess board and a chess player. Stop being on a checkerboard with checkerboard people and then trying to move the pieces like they are chess pieces. Because at the end of the day, you have no one to blame but yourself. And I know we are not a society and this is definitely not an age of accountability but boo boo listen if it if if you can't rugby and football are not the same 
If you're not a if you're not a rugby player, don't play rugby. Play football. If that's play the game, like you said, which is no game. It's me. Listen, this is what it is. This is what I want. This is how I want it. If you ain't for it, move around. Or you know, I think you're beautiful. I think you are beautiful and gorgeous, but I see you move different than I do. And I'm not ready to move in this direction. I see how you move. And I don't know, but I'm what I'm not gonna do is hold you up. What I'm not gonna do is just try to take what you have. Because trust me, karma is more coming for you. Look, I keep telling people, karma, karma don't care if you did it on purpose or you did it not on purpose. So if, if she gonna get you and you didn't mean to do it, what's she gonna do when you meant to do it? Listen. So you just have to, you just have to, and I think it's a, a certain realness that you have to have with yourself. Cause some people will, and, and it's work. Sometimes we gotta pull back and be by ourselves for a moment to say, I don't really know what I want, you know? Yeah. I don't really know. I know that this looks good to me. This is appetizing to me. But if I'm not willing to, that simple thing, my car is in the garage. I have to ask myself, do you really want to, do you really want to work to take that car and lift that heavy thing up as your single self to get out here and go to the store? Can it wait? Right. So that's an action. If I'm not willing to put it in there, then I'm gonna stay at home and stay in here until I'm ready to go out. So it's the same thing. It's like, yes, it, ice cream would be good, but am I willing to pull up this thing, uh, pull up this, this um, uh, pull up my, because uh, I have to lift mine. I ain't got that cute little push a yeah, button. You gotta uh, lift, the garage, lift the garage up. Am I gonna lift up my garage, pull out my car and know I got to lift this garage back up, pull my car back. It ain't worth it. Right. It ain't worth it. I'm going to sit here at this house and figure out what I got here that I want, but let me get engaged. Let me eat them street tacos on Tuesday. What? <laughs> <laughs> that gate going up, I'm pulling out. I don't feel <laughs> about it. I'm pulling myself back into the thing. So uh, <laughs> what's the work level? What's your work ethic for what you want? What's your work ethic for what you want? Right. Yeah. Because 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 ultimately, at the end of the day, um, all those people, all those relationships that you see that you like, man, they've been together for 25. They've been together for 30 years. They seem so happy. Boo boo. I can guarantee you that entire 30 years was not happy. It's not blessed. <laughs> you, you get to a, now, mind you, obviously, there are outliers in 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 everything. So, well, I, I know, listen, don't be that person. Don't, don't, well, I know this person and they never had no trouble. They said they never, shut up. Because that's the majority of people, that is not the case. The, the, the case is you are working through something because we all got trauma, most of us do. So you're working through something, I'm working through something. I'm trying to be the greatest version of myself and you're trying to be the greatest version of yourself. And I am here doing whatever it takes. Cause like uh, the other day when I, when I told you that I was helping some, I was helping uh, make up um, um, LLC names. Mm -hmm. That was my woman. I'm, I'm helping my woman. 
come up with these names for these LLCs. And, and it's me listening, me listening to what she's saying to me. How do you feel about this, this, this thing that you want to do? Right. And then taking from what she said and how she feels about it and then creating the names based on that, based right. on. And so it's like, come on. It's like, yeah, it's, it, it is. I am doing everything in my power to make sure that when you leave here, you poured it all out and you were as great as you could possibly be. Right. And I think that every, whether it be male and female relationships, whether it be intimate relationships with a undertone of romance, or it's your good friend or any of those things, I've watched people put more work into their friendships than they have into their relation, their romantic relationships. And so you, if you want to see the person succeed, like if I should, I've gotten out of a relationship and once you get past whatever hurt y'all got going on, you look at the person that that's why I believe that friendship is so important in a relationship. Cause sometimes I'm not going to like you romantically. <laughs> sometimes I'm not going to like you cause you're my boyfriend. I'm not going to like you if, because you're my girlfriend. I'm liking you from the basis of the work of the friendship that we've had under current. That's the foundation. And so I want my, I want, I don't think it's too much to ask for him to be my best friend. I don't think it's too much because there are days that we're not going to like each other. Listen, you are I my last. I, let, I tell my lady that all the time. Like, listen, you get on my nerves sometimes. And I know. I know uh, somebody used to, there's a nickname somebody used to have and, and they would, Hey, jerk drew. Like it, because it would be like these moments where it's just like, I'm just in my shit for whatever reason. And I don't know how to get out of it. And so I'm just being cantankerous for no real reason, but it's like, that's who we are as human beings. We aren't always, always happy and always this and always that. It's like, but I, I know that I love you through all that. Yeah. And there's something, you know, and I'm not, we not, cause it's five o'clock. We not going to go on another one, but I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Okay. Um, there are some people out there and I'm, I, I can only go from a man and woman perspective because I have, um, there are guys who have said stuff to me like, shut up. You know, you like it. Did I just tell you that I didn't like it? So I've even said to them, listen, I don't like that. I tolerate that because I like you. Right. And so it becomes a problem when your go-to conversation continues to say shut up you like it right then you really don't know who I am and you don't really want to do the work to see how this is impacting me if I constantly tell you that I don't like it and you continue to do it there's a problem with that right. that means that you're willing not to, you're not going to tweak or adjust what's going on right that means you don't want to you don't want to go deep you don't want to work you don't want to work at it because watch this. I'm filling up my bathtub, right? That water is a little hotter than I am comfortable with. Yo. All you got to do 
it, it, and it, and that's the funny thing. It's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I shouldn't say that. It's like, just turn the knob, turn the cold on a little bit. Come on now, let's, hey. And again, it's not that you will never do it again. Because again, a lot of people's most annoying parts of who they are, they're going to do that again. They're going to, you had a bad day, somebody cut you off in traffic, whole bunch of other stuff. And then you get home and you're going to be in your feelings and you're going to be in a funk and I'm the closest person to you and you can't take it out on the person that, that, that cut you off in traffic. So I'm going to catch your attitude. But it's realizing that, okay, all right. I don't, I don't really appreciate what you're doing right there. And I really wish you would, you would actually just, and that's the thing. It's like, I wish you would just tell me what is actually bothering you. And, right. and it's funny because having the long distance has definitely helped me and my lady with that is the fact that there are moments I realize that I am taking out my stress out the, the fact that I'm, I'm not able to be where she is. The fact that I'm not able to see my daughter every single day, the fact that she's dealing with her every day and it's exhausting her and like all of that stuff. And sometimes that comes out in my conversation, but it's me being able to stop and realize and say, Whoa, wait a minute. You know what? Hey, this is actually what is wrong. Right. This is so then it, it, no, it doesn't necessarily stop the behavior, but it, but you catch it faster. Cause now you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you taking it out on her? Or why are you taking it out on him? It's recognized it, you, once you become recognized sometimes people don't want you to change overnight. They no. want to, they want you to recognize what impact it has on them and say, you know, I'm going to work on it. Right. And really work on it, not say I'm going to work on it, but work on it, you know, um, and to identify, I realize that this does this to you. Right. And I am doing my best because this is a learned behavior. This is how I've learned to cope with things. This is how I get, this is how I get down with things. And so therefore I need you to have a little understanding of that. This is how I've always done things. Right. So relationships are very sticky and a lot of work. And relationships are but the ones that once you start to work through those things they're they're worth having. They're worth having. Oh yeah. More than that. I mean, so cuz we had that uh conversation and we were talking about like in the Bible, you know, the whole being equally yoked thing. And so so you have that, because again, that's talking about, you know, an intimate relationship. And then if you, and, and I'm going to connect these. And then if you go all the way back to the beginning, when God saw Adam and he was by himself and he said, it's not good that he should be alone. Those kind of go hand in hand in the fact that if you had one ox that was doing all of the pulling, it's like, ooh, that's not good that he should be by himself. He going he gonna to kill himself being by himself pulling having another ox having that woman or or whatever your proclivities are because again you know whatever you pull up, huh whatever it is whatever your proclivity is but having that individual next to you helping you pull just makes life easier yeah we were never meant to be alone that that saying no man is an island 
It is the truth. We should not. Society has taught us that, all of these different things, but we are not. So, and I don't like people. And I, I can't stand people. Find you somebody that you like. Find you a space that, that, that matches what you are, but it's like being alone is a terrible thing. It's a terrible place to even be because we were created to be together. To, to interact, to be in groups, not to be on by myself. Baby, I, I guarantee you, when you start getting 50, 60, 70 years old, and you done had all these touch and goes, all these just fly in, touch the ground, and, and fly back off, when you get 60 and 70, and, and they, them, them people ain't going to be the ones that's going to help you, help you use the bathroom when you get old and you and, and it's hard for you to get up out of the bed to get to the bathroom. They're not going to be there for you. No. Listen. It's the work that you put in. Right. It's just like when you create a portfolio, it is a long-term thing that you are putting in. You're putting in your nest eggs. Right. That's the same with a relationship. Someone who's in love with you, who is connected to you, is going to wipe your behind. Right. Not someone that you married for money, not somebody that you married for an opportunity because they're not invested. They might be invested financially, but that's why you see so many people who are who are in convalescent homes because the connections were either there or broken. The connection wasn't there or it was broken. Right. Or, you know, and then of course you have the ones that they lost their loved ones and they're there. But right. when they be like, I can't wait till this, this fool die, or I can't wait till she gone, they are not, they are emotionally bankrupt. So listen. They financially might be rich, but they're emotionally bank bankrupt. Right. So, so you know. It's a hard situation and it's a definitely hard dance, but it pays off in the end. When you hear people, let's say they've been together for 19 years, they've been together for 25. Trust me, it was not all, and they decided to keep their business to themselves, but they, it was not all roses. And if it was all roses, baby, some of them roses, they forgot to pull the thorns off. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Listen, yeah. Um, I think uh I think we we, we have yeah we have a lot. <laughs> uh -huh. but it's always a pleasure to have a conversation like this and open up the dialogue. Not everybody's gonna agree with what what has been said today, but no. it opens up the dialogue for other people to think about some things, to exactly. apply what they heard that gelled with their spirit. And this, I always tell people, you know, discard what doesn't, what, what you don't connect to or file it somewhere. Like you put it in a computer, file it somewhere. And they'd be like, oh, that Miss Parker said this, this, and that. At the time I didn't, it did, I didn't find any value in it, but now I'm finding now, or it was just completely forget about it. Yes. You know? And so I think conversations and dialogues like this are necessary. Um, nobody is claiming to be a professional. No one is complaining that they said that they studied. We've studied. Yes. Nobody says that they have a degree, 
but let's open up the dialogue because there's more people that are gonna feel like us and there's gonna be people that don't. But when you're trying to do the work, you need to pull in all the resources that you can. All you of know? them. All of them, air one of them, air one. Air one, because again, I, I, can, I can be as transparent as, as anybody when it comes to my past relationships and all of that stuff. But there are still people that that based on my senses and, and, and just other conversations that we've had, they come to me for relationship stuff because you realize that no matter what, I listen to what you actually are saying to me and I give you the best, the best thing I have for you based on right. life right. experience. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. You about, so, to, you about to hit it. You about to you about to get out there and, and uh shake a tail feather. No, you know, um, <laughs> I'm I might get on a couple of lives and do a little bit of poetry. It just doesn't whatever my vibe is. Next time I might be able to spit a little something. Listen, uh if you if you want to, it it's here. <laughs> it's here. I'm saying you could you, uh what what uh what they what they say uh at church uh hey take us out with a hymn take oh not a hymn I'm just trying to listen I got people in my house and I'm trying to get them to be as quiet as they possibly can <laughs> so I, I I heard a door close they were like okay let's let's get here okay um is there do you have a request um. Mm. the one that you let me hear earlier with the music oh okay that yeah. is called perfectly plated perfectly plated y'all yeah. don't do your thing i i gotta silence my phone <laughs> you infiltrate my dreams and i i smell you there you assault my sheets. Your voice echoes softly through my womanly grotto, causing me to clench both thighs together as to not reveal my secret. I probably, I probably should apologize for all the mischievous things that I have done to you in my mind without your permission. Maybe I should have asked for your permission. Better yet, your submission. I mean, we switch positions like Dyslexic switch numbers, intertwined, tangled, flesh wrap 96, unraveling 86. Selfishly, graciously, you do me. I owe you one. And I promise to give you more than one. A multitude, one after the other, back to back. That's after I arch my back, you take me from the back. Tangerine pills left on the counter, got your skin saturated in vitamin C, stimulating the umami. Tantalizing my gullet, my mouth devouring every part of you. You be that appetizer I want to savor. You be that irresistible flavor, you. Well, baby, you were beautiful on my tongue. You be multivitamin, I be injected with a healthy serving of you. You be that heavy dose of mm, good for me. Fully balanced, 
we be perfectly plated. Yes. Yeah, listen, listen. Hey, y'all, Miss Parker, Miss Parker, Miss Parker. Uh, tell them where they can find you at, ma'am. So you can find me on Instagram right now. Who knows in the future where you'll find me. But in on Instagram at Miss Parker, that's MS period Parker underscore speaks. And you can be looking out within the next month for my book. It's going to be called Traces of Reds. And um, it is Traces of Red Rated Intimate. Listen, y'all, listen, y'all need to... When she put that thing out, y'all need to go follow her first and foremost. And then when she put that thing out, because she explained to me some of the like the the details of that book. And I'm like, fire, like just the the and, and it's amazing to see somebody else with the level of detail in putting something together. It, for the not just for the consumption of it for the very presentation of it, like the love of the presentation of it, because whether a million people read it or only one person reads it, it's like, I still need this thing to represent me when I'm gone. Right. And that's what books and all of that is, is that it is you creating your own history. We don't have to, but we don't, your story, we don't have to delve into someone else's and, um, I'm a firm believer where I say, um, I'm the artist, I'm the author, the editor of my own story. I don't want to be put into somebody else's because they're going to write me the way they want to write me. Right. And you may not write me correctly. And you may not write me the way I see myself. You know, that is your interpretation of who I am. So mm -hmm. I, I'm here to tell you who I am in the skin that I live in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, with that being said, y'all know where y'all can find me. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Black Velvet, HD, no spaces, uh, you know, high definition. Uh, other than that, um, hopefully I should have my website back up again. Uh, I am Black Velvet um, by the end of February. Um, been working on some designs and different stuff and trying to get some other stuff moving, but just wanting to make sure that I, I do it fully before I try to present it to the world. Like my sewing is making sure that I'm, I'm getting it together before I present it to the world. I gotta, you know, gotta make sure that I, I, I got it right. And then I can present it out to the world. But yeah, so uh, it has been a pleasure, Ms. Parker. Thank you so much for being on. I definitely would love to have you on again for another uh, conversation because, again, uh, we tend to flow pretty smoothly and easily into all different directions. And so, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate it. Well, it's a pleasure to be on here for you having me. And yes, we do. We flow. We flow into it effortlessly. And I'm I am so honored to have been here and um Whenever you want me, you already know. You could just call me and say, hey, it's time for us to talk about it. Let's talk about it, Ms. Parker. And Ms. Parker will speak. All right, all right, all right. All right, y'all. Y'all have a great one. Uh, I, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Saturday. And we'll see you later. <laughs>